Hello and welcome to the Animation Communication Podcast, your source for discussion about animation, film, fandom, and more. So please join your host, I Love Kim Possible a Lot, or KP, and Lauren Kizich, the Abbey Roadie, for today's discussion. If you like what you hear, please remember to support by giving a like, a follow, as well as subscribing to the main I Love Kim Possible a Lot channel on YouTube. Spread the word and keep being a part of a great community. This episode contains some mild adult language. Hi, everyone. Welcome to probably the most popular animation communication episode in the last, or pro- it's probably going to be the, the most popular one in like the span of like four months or so because people are hyped for this this thing that it's all over the <laughs> internet and yeah animaniacs yay so Ooh, um, it's finally here 2020 we, we, gifted us something good and then yeah, that was the return of animaniacs <laughs> we did it so um so i'm kp as usual and then lauren's here as usual yep hello and then we have um we have Baxtel Specs, um, who probably, I think this is your first time returning, right? Since um, Onward? Yep, that sounds about right. <laughs> and that Math was, is hard. And that, was before, and that was before, just before COVID time. Everything. <laughs> before the Fire Nation attacked. <laughs> before the Rona Oh my Nation god, attacked. I watched that in the movie uh. theater. <laughs> yeah, the thing, that was the last movie... Uh, yeah, pretty much that was the last movie before COVID was uh, was onward uh, that we saw in theaters. So, <laughs> so wow. Um, but yeah, it's it's great to have you back, Cell. And what a great topic to discuss as well. Now that we've all it, actually, as of recording this episode right now, uh, the the uh, new Animaniacs has only come out like just the day before. If you if not, you want to say 9 p.m. PST <laughs> on a Thursday night, which um, so that was that was nice. That they actually kind of operated on the actual time difference that they said, OK, if it's going to be midnight for the East Coasters, then it's still going to be 9 p.m. for the West Coasters. Uh, so anyway, uh, so I technically got a little head start on Thursday. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, I didn't um, know it dropped until it was all over my feed. And I'm just like, wait, I thought it was, I thought it was dropping Saturday. I, I, I math is hard. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it was gonna be for midnight going into Friday. So uh, they wanted to make sure it was the twentieth. So uh, it's just the West Coasters got it three hours earlier, just just because they they were posting it based off of Eastern time. Um, which I appreciate just because when when you see, I keep on waiting in other streaming sites. I usually try to wait till midnight to see if they upload it. But Netflix like uploads things at like four in the morning. Mm. <laughs> they yeah, want us time, to suffer. Yeah, this time Hulu did the right thing by posting at midnight. <laughs> um, all right, before we go into um, our discussion and then we have a couple of headlines. Um, Cell, you want to just give a like a super short like what do you do on the internet? So for people who are like, who is this person? Why are they talking? So, Oh, I have a channel. <laughs> that is all. Basically, if you want a mini bio, just go back to our, our onward episode, people. <laughs> you have, you have the internet. Episodes. We, we know. <laughs> you have the internet. There's a link in the description. Click on it. Google yeah. it. <laughs> like okay. everything. <laughs> so we have a couple of headlines, and if you don't care about those, you can skip those. And um, I guess we'll just do some light spoiler after that, or spoiler-free, and then we'll get into the spoiler, because um, 
I don't I don't know why you're listening to this if you haven't seen it yet, but you know, I guess in case you're just like, what do they have to say before I, I watch it? Is there anything I should be reading about like beforehand? And mm. well, yeah, and I think by the by the time this episode posts, I feel like enough people will have gotten through. It's only thirteen episodes, just as a heads up for anybody who hasn't taken a dive into this yet. But I mean, honestly, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast if you haven't watched any of it yet. Um, <laughs> And it, it, even so, it's it, 13 episodes. They're each about, mm, I want to say, 22 to 24 minutes each. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I got through them pretty easy. Uh, but, yeah, I, I mean, by that, by the point that this uh, episode airs, which I'm assuming it's it's going to be, I don't know if we're, how soon we're going to try and post this. We're, but we're, we're, I think doing it's given this, we're doing this right away, so we'll drop this week, Lauren. Oh, okay. So uh, that's you're good. Be a few days as few days is enough time for you guys to to catch up, right? <laughs> it's fine. What else you got to do? It's COVID, you know. <laughs> it's thirteen so episodes you're compared to what we usually get. That's nothing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not three seasons that you have to catch up on or anything. So you're good. <laughs> okay, so Lauren, what are the the headlines that um, we got to talk about beforehand? Yeah, so, uh, first of all, we had the trailer finally drop for uh, the Tom and Jerry movie, which is, uh, it, it, we kind of briefly touched on this uh, before. Uh, it was only when a snippet of the trailer got leaked online uh, from French cinema. So it was basically somebody had gone into a French theater, they saw the trailer, and they grabbed whatever they could with their phone and posted it online. Uh, now we had the actual English trailer drop this week. Uh, and uh, so far, I, I, it took me a few watches to kind of figure out how the animation was done. Uh, because sometimes with the timing on the animation, because actually how it is, uh, looking at it, uh, Tom and Jerry are actually 3D animated with 2D cell shading. And then they up still applied kind of like how um, a lot more uh, 2D, or I should say uh, CG animated films are doing them. Uh, that they're animating it as they would with squash and stretch and on, you know, uh, different frame rates it's, and stuff like that based off of like, like traditional Man. animation. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it is like Paper Man, except I think it's even more seamless in uh, in the Tom and Jerry aspect because of the cell shading. And actually, a good example of this shown early on for CG animation put into uh, to live action I have to say is the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie from like what 1998 99 I think it was 99 <laughs> Oh god that wasn't and, 9 that couldn't have been 90s right that had to have it, been 2000s No it was like I it was like cusp I think it was like a borderline like end of the 90s going into the 2000s it was one of those ones that kind of teetered uh but it, uh that it's it's very reminiscent of that based on the tone of the trailer alone um but it where it's like you know it's got a source material they've worked with a source material and they're trying to be true to it while at the same time they're mixing in you know the b the I, i'm going to say it's the b subplot kind of thing with the live action characters uh and uh because that's not what's what's really going to be the driving force it's tom and jerry you know beating each other senseless senseless so that's what we're here for and so far based on the trailer it seemed to deliver on quite a bit of that so it, i'm hopeful at least in terms of the tom and jerry content that will get out of the movie live action stuff i'm i'm you know well it's it's just you know it's a vessel as somebody pointed out to me 
uh, I think it was Chrissy actually, um, who said, uh, it's, it's only a vessel. Nobody watches for the, <laughs> the live action stuff, really. They watch for the Tom and Jerry or they watch for the cartoon aspects. I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> So um, any thoughts on that? Any yeah, of you guys still I don't to watch know. the trailer? Do we, do we need more Tom and Jerry stuff? Like, like really? Hey, you got to keep the IP alive. <laughs> I guess, but can we do it in a like more creative way than just like Smurfs? But Tom and Jerry, yeah. Oh, but this isn't. I, I, I'm going to actually be devil's You're gonna defend here. Tom and Jerry. <laughs> well, no, I'm gonna. Well, this Tom and Jerry, I will defend. Purely because they actually make Tom and Jerry look like their cartoon counterparts rather than freakish, real-world versions of them, like, making them look like a real cat and a real mouse. So, I mean, the Smurfs, on the other hand, were not that. Until they did the uh, reboot, those which was fully animated. Ugly. Yeah, so it's, like, it's not like what they did with the Chipmunks or the Smurfs. It's like, no, they actually make them look like cartoon characters in the real world, uh, a la Roger Rabbit. And that Rocky and Bullwinkle movie kind of thing. Uh, and, it, and apparently they're not the only cartoon animals in that world, according to this movie. That other animals in that universe are also cartoony. So it seems like this is a universe where real life people and cartoon animals uh, coincide. Again, uh, Roger Rabbit. <laughs> um, so I think that's pretty cool. Uh, interesting take. Uh, but yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, you I, got the Hanna-Barbera IP. You might as well use it, right? Yeah, pretty much, and uh, at least with the uh, with this, I'm yeah. I'm again. It's the 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 gist of the movie is going to be we are all going to focus on the cartoon violence. That's what we want, <laughs> and and uh, it seems to have a lot of good stuff in the in the trailer. So here's hoping that there's plenty more of that in the movie going forward. So you got any thoughts? Um, the always thing with these kinds of films is that while that's accurate it's still being in that vein of live action like i get that the technology of putting the that cell shaded material on top of live action like that's a genuinely interesting angle technology wise and to see how smoothly they're interacting what's always kind of the issue in those kinds of movies we've gotten a lot of these by now the live action with the cgi character movies mm-hmm and the thing is that there's is that while we're not there for the live action people, the live action people still always take up way too much screen time, and they always yeah. tend to be a giant anchor down on those movies. So the that movie is, well, uh, I can't say what it's going to be like, but that movie is going to live or die depending on exactly how much Tom and Jerry they actually give us, versus how much mm-hmm. their time they're going to spend on the live characters, and also how well those characters are implemented but just by history they don't always tend to be very implemented well uh what i can say is that the advantage that this will have as opposed to all of the other ones is that tom and jerry don't talk so that yeah, is a, thank god that, that is a good chunk of dialogue that we don't need to worry about them writing because the big problem in a lot of those movies is that they are not funny because the writers are not funny and the only reason why sonic has like a mildly more uh reputable uh better reputation than a lot of those other movies is because i think the deadpool guy came in and ha- and touched up the dialogue so that it was actually funny uh, right it's been so many of, the, of those other movies the dialogue is just not funny so no. and we don't need to I worry mean, what, about that what, for at least tom and jerry in this movie so 
Yeah. Cro and fingers crossed, actually, but skeptical. Yeah, and at least what I can actually say, because it's a lot of these are kind of like you look at him in hindsight, and especially after maybe like when I I when I I had I was a kid when that when like say the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie came out. Uh, it, but and as a kid, I wasn't super familiar with Rocky and Bullwinkle because there was it wasn't as easy an avenue to watch that stuff at that point. Oh yeah. Uh, but nowadays, in the days of streaming and online and everything, where everybody can upload cartoons and you can just be, you have the wealth of animation history at your fingertips, um, that uh, you kind of can watch these things and then once you look back on these products at the time, you know, products at the time. Uh, especially like Rocky and Bullwinkle, it's actually surprisingly faithful to its its source material of all the things. Um, In comparison guess, to a lot of the other ones, yeah. Yeah, so it's like, uh, so even then, putting it into the real world, they make the real world about as wacky as the cartoon one in a, in a sense. So it's uh, just in terms of, you know, what can actually fly in, uh, in their quote real world in that universe um and i just think it's just it's funny and it's very much aware and it doesn't take itself seriously just like rocky and bullwinkle never took itself seriously and was very much aware that sometimes the jokes were terrible and corny and cheesy and just like and sometimes would fall flat so it'll be like hey it couldn't land every joke you know uh and just absolutely absurd and and loving it and i think that's what's I'm like, this is where I'm like, oh, okay, well, if we can actually get more movies like that, that are actually truly, genuinely, you know, aware of their own source material, that'd be great. <laughs> like, even though it's not animated, I would say another one that was roughly around the same time was the George of the Jungle movie. You look back on that and you actually see, like, the tone, at the very least, the tone of the movie. When you look back yeah. on the show in comparison, it's very similar because it was aware it's got corny humor and it's fourth wall breaking. And I mean, well, it's also, these were the, all from the pretty much the same era of show and similar uh, uh, show creators and writers. And, and so I, I, then again, was George of the Jungle related to Rocky and Bullwinkle in any way? It I was. It, George of the Jungle was at least part of a segment, maybe not of Rocky and Bullwinkle, but the origin was definitely a segment on one of those kinds of shows. Okay, because um, I do remember, you know, it's, you know, Mr. Peabody and Sherman, like, and, and then uh, Dudley Do-Right. I do remember they were all part of that group. But I was trying to remember if George of the Jungle fall under that same umbrella because the writing is very much like Rocky and Bullwinkle. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, if we could get more more movies like that where they actually do care about their source material and adapting it well. <laughs> well at the end of the day, like, it was just funny. That was just in comparison to a lot of kids' live movies, that was actually funny. Yeah, exactly. And then, okay, so I guess the other headline, since we can't all, as much as I'd like to dwell more on Tom and Jerry, <laughs> uh, the other headline we do have is really cool. Uh, some footage was leaked online uh, from this upcoming movie that's uh, being distributed by Netflix uh, called Arlo the Alligator Boy, and it's supposed to be a, an animated musical film that will precede a 20 episode series based on the same uh, property. Uh, and uh, some footage was leaked of that. Uh, and it, it was one of the musical sequences. And so far it looks like freaking gorgeous. The animation's really smooth. 
uh, the colors are really vibrant and it just seems like it's going to be a lot of fun and it seems like the crew that everybody was responding to on the post because it was leaked on Twitter uh, it seems like a lot of the crew is really passionate about what they're doing with the with the movie so I'm very excited to see where they're go well they're well see where they go with it um, the movie's supposed to be coming out next year on Netflix so we'll we'll see we'll see if any more footage comes out in the meantime yeah I will just put my two cents in is like I'm per like like as a nitpick I'm personally not the biggest fan of the character designs for this but um like everything else is like spot on like really pretty like for those who haven't seen it it's basically I don't know what like bio bio biology term it is where like the the sea like it has this bioluminescence like yeah. bacteria thingy bob they did an episode about it in bob in bob's burgers i think it's bioluminescence <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah it's okay. bioluminescent algae okay so it was based around that and like that has a lot of um opportunities for color and making pretty scenes but like i don't know i'm just i'm a little more skeptical than lauren because i'm just like alligator boy huh like i wonder if this is gonna pan out or is it just gonna be silly like you can't, I think it's going to have a lot more heart than what you what people may think by even and I I understand where the character designs may be like a little off putting for somebody who's not used to it or anything like that I get there's a lot of people that are, are thinking the same thing I'm sure, um, but I, I, just, I feel like this it, this could have a lot more heart than what we're uh, thinking it'll have. I just have so. this 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 idea in my brain where it's just like half boy half half gator all heart you know like come <laughs> come see the like like a mock of a trailer essentially if only they didn't operate they didn't replace your limbs with gator parts when you got into that car accident alligator boy you know essentially for the record uh, for the record for the for the audience arlo the alligator boy is i mean i guess to briefly sum it up is about a boy who is literally you know half human half gator and he's off to find his uh his birth father uh, I, I, that's as much I think that's been disclosed about the story and you know that's a that's totally fine because I'm curious as to see how it will surprise me it's basically him and his friends going on a journey or the friends he will make and it's him on his quest uh, is that the, so, you know it's it's the the friends you make along the way okay I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm running out of 20 things to say so <laughs> but anyway so uh Cell, did you did you happen to see that that little teaser footage at all? Or um... um, I didn't get a chance. I I kind of glanced at it. I didn't get a chance to listen to the song. I I'm very impressed by the movement. Mm -hmm. Um, that all looks great. So I I have and I always appreciate people who at least try to make musicals, um, mm -hmm. especially animated ones. And again, I haven't heard it. Uh, the feedback seems to be very positive, and I appreciate that. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm interested to see new people do new things. And I know that the designs will throw people off, but at the end of the day, it's it's staying power will be the content. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, are these that weirder than, like, regular show? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I mean, like, one of the things I remember about Big Mouth when it first came out is seeing as I'm just like, oh, God, who, who approved these character designs? They look like, like disgusting garbage, but... Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> In the yeah. end, people respond to the writing, and so and that's what keeps people around. 
there's so much animated stuff that got a following that looks terrible. Yeah. Amen. All right. Um, I guess we can move on to the 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 piece de resistance or you know whatever French term I can think of um, right now. So let's let's dive into it. So who wants to go first as far as just general like first impression thoughts? Um, you're more than welcome to go first. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. Know oh, okay. Really, I was just was gonna your... say. Um, I mean, I liked it. I was um. Doing some deep digging, I realized that the Warner Brothers, the Warner siblings themselves, are kind of more um, antagonistic than um, than the than the original show, which you know I guess makes sense because they're just. I mean, the other thing too is a lot of the like. So, for those who didn't see the original Animaniacs, um, it was a lot of it was broken up between different shorts, and that is still true for this one. But instead of just like a bunch of characters that like share the screen time it's the animaniacs it's pinky in the brain and then like some weird shorts in the middle that are original like that hit or miss i guess they're weird like i don't know i wasn't a fan of like there was there was one with the yelling gnome or something where (laughs) he jumps into people's mouths and just yells things and it's okay this is but besides that, um, you know, it's it's fine. And I'm, I'm on that note. I do like the fact that they did find a way to tie in all of the supporting cast in the episode with the chicken dude person. Um, even chicken though everyone boo. thought they were dead at first, but then surprise, I guess they were just chilling there for even though they didn't blink. Um, you know, screw the screw the spoilers spoiler alert territory you're already in it so yeah it's like, well it, after after your whole thing of like oh they've seen it i'm just like okay well let's just get into it <laughs> we'll put fine. the disclaimer at the beginning of the video this this thing's got spoilers so uh turn back now if you haven't seen any of it so but yeah i i, I loved that I, I loved seeing it's funny because uh all over social media and in all the different articles and all the different promotions, you know, the, the crew kept insisting, no, it's just going to be, you know, it's just going to be the the Warner siblings and it's just going to be Pinky in the Brain and some shorts. Like, it's, it's going to be heavily reliant on them and we're not going to see any Minerva Mink. We're not going to see Hello Nurse. We're not going to get, <laughs> we're not going to get Chicken Boo. We're not going to get the Good Feathers. We're not going to get Slappy Squirrel. We're not, it's like, they're like, sorry. It's just like, we're, we're they're not going to be there. And turns out they were lying to us this whole time just for the sake of the one episode where they all make a comeback, uh, even if just for the, the brief cameo. Mm-hmm. Uh it does make me hopeful that maybe they can kind of weave them more into uh, other episodes as I guess I don't know if it means yeah that's they're... what they that's what the crew has said um from my understanding is if they get renewed for more that they're so, so so currently because like obviously you should know this because it was in the theme song but there's two seasons ordered so far right now mm-hmm. and this is the first one and they'll drop the other one in the future sometime I guess next year. But if they get more than that, then they're pro- then they're going to start incorporating more of the the entire cast instead of just um, the five of them between. Pinky Which, and for the, the love of God, better mean that Rita and Runt better be back because so help me God, we gotta keep <laughs> we gotta get Bernadette Peters back in there. <laughs> 
Bernadette Peters was such like a 90s thing too. I'm like, what's she even doing now? You know? I mean, she's that's kind of the genuine question. Like, it wouldn't, it (laughs) kind of wouldn't be Rita without Bernadette Peters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she sounds no different. I mean, her voice is kind of ageless. So, I mean, they could, she could still do it. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. Um, what did you guys think of new like female CEO lady that um, is very pointy in her design? I actually, I actually didn't. You know, I mean, it's kind of funny because I figured that they were going to have to change up some roles there because you know, twenty two years past, you can't have the same guy be the CEO there. So, um, I, I, it's funny because I mean, they have her in a few moments, so she's not. I can't say she's as developed because she doesn't have as much screen time in the episodes we do have. But mm-hmm. I do like that it's I do like that she's kind of that cynical uh the the cynical, you know, I uh, uh, go-getter kind of person. Um it's kind of it, it is kind of funny that she uh, I think it's in the first episode that Dot approaches her is like saying, "Do you have any advice to share?" with uh, another future like a female ceo can you ha- share any advice with another future ceo uh, female ceo and she's like no thanks i'm fi- i'm fine with pulling the ladder up behind me <laughs> i'm like wow um <laughs> um i mean which i mean i feel like that kind of personality can rub off the wrong way especially in a first interaction with the character that you're establishing in the show uh, but I, I kind of like that she's just a shark. So, <laughs> no, I think it's good that they had they have a CEO with a different dynamic to the Warners than what they used to have. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if you're gonna mix it up, mix it up. It's been 22 years, exactly. Um, in terms of like they said they were gonna get rid of the rest of the cast, but that's the other thing they said they were gonna get rid of the cast, but Ralph is still there. It's like, oh, okay, so he's here for some reason. They made his outfit gray or brown, or I have no idea why. Um, but I think that's a, I think that was a good replacement, uh, in making her callous, uh, yeah. gives it a good spin on that. Yeah. And plus I, I like her cabinet having like a million different iPads in there. <laughs> Cause I'm like, sure it's true. Know, I'm like sure that those one, things just, I'm it. sure they just give those things out and they break all the time. Cause I'm sure that's a thing that that's really <laughs> And I do like actually that they did keep, uh, uh, uh scratch and sniff. Uh, in there he just doesn't show up until like the last episode um that definitely it, uh, seems to be what the kind of thing was when they tell people that you know the original cast they really just don't mean expect the expect other shorts starring those casts mm-hmm. uh is what they meant including having a twist for that one episode um and mm-hmm. i didn't know that they were planning on they were planning on implementing them later but it did seem like after that episode that they might have started introducing them back. And I'm glad to see that to be perfectly honest. When I first heard that they were going to get rid of the cast, I was like, okay, because to be perfectly honest, when I was watching the original episodes, I only liked the stuff that had the Warner siblings, pinky in the brain and slappy. And if it was literally any other cast member, I thought it was a waste of time. Um, So I was fine. with Yeah. I'm I'm kind of in a similar boat, you know? (laughs) So I was, I mean, I get you with Rita and runs. I just didn't like, there's a, there's a lot of great stuff there. I just didn't think those shorts were very funny. Uh, I'm glad I uh, 
I will be glad to see how they interpret those other ones for 2020. But I also think there's something smart about just, especially in your first run out in the very first season, just, uh, mm-hmm. just focusing on like those main two and really focusing on getting them right. Especially if you're only yeah. going to get one season. And I, as I also would actually like to bring up as we don't have the original supporting cast uh, right now so right. far, uh, beyond cameo but we do have the addition of some new possible con- uh, continuing characters that they have introduced in the season and yes and that includes yes the ceo but that also includes care uh the uh, characters like I-, I hope to see more benedict personally he was a lot of fun benedict, benedict the the dragon. Being dragon. What, a, what an on the nose reference but he was fantastic <laughs> And then, uh, and then I believe it was, uh, was her uh, name Julia? Julia? Julia, right? Yeah, Julia, Julia the mouse was very set up to come back. That's, so. that's and the implication, I, I, and I'm kind of glad because I remember the piggy and the brain, them trying to do the love interest thing with brain before, and I think it was horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm already liking the new direction this is going. Yeah, I, and personally, I, I love how they established her and then how they left off with her uh especially because it seems like she's you know she's smart but she's also compassionate and has a very good head on her shoulders and brain is ultimately afraid of that so she is a perfect foil to him where she is smart but she also has the compassion that he so often lacks except in the fleeting moments with pinky uh (laughs) and so uh I do, and I have liked seeing Pink, Pinky and Brain's uh, uh, interactions in this particular season as well. Um, it, it, there was actually even backstory for Brain that I didn't think we would ever get. He's so cute. But, oh my I god! I want plushies of baby. <laughs> like to be honest, like I okay, I didn't go through it right before this went, but did we not have a backstory for him before? I don't think there was much of one established no, before. I feel like we, I feel like we got one before, and like I, it doesn't bother me if they basically redid it. I just wondered if there was maybe one that wasn't that on the nose, um, as far as why mm-hmm. specifically he, like that was the vibe I got. I'm not sure. I'm sure there yeah. might have been some establishing story about like maybe how Pinky and Brain met or whatever, um, but probably not one about how his ambitions, which. Um, you know, I think, and that's the thing too, because like, Lauren, pro- Lauren, you wa- did you watch season reruns when you were little? Uh, yes, I did. Okay, because I, I think I, I missed the boat. So I watched um a little bit of Pinky in the Brain, and I remember that vaguely. I don't remember Animaniacs that much, besides like just meta stuff. And um, I remember like things like Hysteria, which like wasn't that was kind of hit or miss. Um, but yeah, I feel like an idiot, but essentially, so what I did is I was just like, these are neat characters. I like, I forgot how neat these characters were. Let me like, did they ever have an establishing moment where like Pinky and Brain like care about each other really like genuinely? And then I found the Christmas special and I'm just Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, I love them. Pinky's so cute. I love them all. So one of the greatest episodes, everyone talks about the Christmas special for that and A. Arnold. Mm Mm-hmm. And it seems like there's that they were trying to create another moment similar to that, or at least in, in a similar vein of that in this season where there are, uh, uh, even within 13 episodes, there are those little moments where you do see Brain actually 
care, even if it's mm-hmm. for a blip. Uh, and uh, I think it's even in the Bride of Frankenstein kind of episode, right. uh, the Bride of Pinky, uh, that it, it was kind of funny. It's a blink and you'll miss it moment. But it's when Pinky is mourning, you know, losing his bride at the end. And uh, and Brain is actually, like, looking concerned and wants to comfort him. He does, he's trying to figure out, do I put my, my hand on his shoulder? Yeah, and then do he's I... just like, should and I then kiss he looks him? Like, and I'm just yeah, like, I'm like, oh, he, God, The no. moment I saw him pucker his lips, I'm like, uh, Brain, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> they, they know what they're doing. <laughs> And just because it, that little blip of a moment comes out of left field just all of a sudden because you just are not used to seeing it uh, from other things. I mean, yeah, you're maybe used to seeing it like, you know, in those little moments of compassion. But that was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so but then it's just like it. it but either way, it's it's kind of nice that they do show more of that connection, even within a 13 episode span. But mm-hmm. especially in when the moment that Pinky asks, you know, you we, we you always want to take over the world, but I, I never know why you want to take over the world. And you can see that moment in that in Brain's eyes, just that, like, kind of just the cornered, I've been found out, just like, and also realizing, did I ever really stop and think why I did this in the long, you know, or it's the first right, time in a long right. time I thought about why I do what I do. Because it's like he knows the how, not the why. And let me just he say really now. <laughs> let me just say now. I'm a hundred and twenty percent for like them actually turning this into like a whole character arc where they like grow to be genuine friends instead of just like blips in there. Like shipping them. Um, I'm like okay, I get it. I guess internet. Like <laughs> I'm not sure if they're gonna go there a hundred and twenty percent, but you know like genuine friends like at the end of the day like that would that would fill my little like kp heart and i'd be okay with that so because mm-hmm. especially at this point like you know it's it's kind of time like if like like let's make that the end goal like that would be cool i mean the violent nature is gonna make that at least a little bit weird <laughs> which I part don't know, i don't know if that's the plan but that, that's kind of, but i do think even in the old shows there was always little bits of that um, mm-hmm. where he where he give and I think that it's even in more than just that one episode where uh, you see little bits like I think even in the one where like his future self comes back and wants him to kill Pinky and he won't do it exactly mm-hmm. I was thinking I thought a lot about that one too and in the moment where his future self is going you gotta kill him he's the he's the only thing standing in your way of world domination and I genuinely had a thing where it's like I bet, like, this, it almost seems like over-determination, like, not just that he probably killed his own pinky, but I bet that he actually, like, he's, he's deter- he wants to convince himself that that was the right thing to do, so he needs the past one to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, yep, it was totally the right thing that we have to get rid of all pinkies. Maybe it's because he thinks that, and maybe it's because pinky's an idiot, maybe it's because pinky is his weakness and it's a piece of his emotions, and it's like, no. I mean, he's half robot now. He needs to kill yeah. off all of his emotions to achieve, you know, absolute stoic perfection. And okay. considering that that Pinky and Brain are a balance of, I guess you could say, like the in a way, they're the balance of the brain and the heart. Uh, obviously, right. being yeah. like, you know, Brain is logical, Pinky is very emotional, 
and very sensitive. And so it's like they're just like a literal embodiment of the two. Uh, and saying that the where one is going to dominate the other or completely obliterate the other, it's showing that they need each other to balance each other out because just like we all need logic and we all need heart at the same time, mm-hmm. uh, that to have one completely shut out the other shows how destructive it can be to the psyche. So it's like... Um, yeah, it, I thought that was just, it was a really interesting thing, even though, you know, obviously not the first time we've seen, oh, here's a future self coming back to try and change the past, but the see brain kind of face himself, where it's like himself telling himself that, and it's just, uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> I feel, um, totally to change the mood, so, um, so did you guys catch the, the porn reference? Oh, yeah, you mean the, what what they use the internet for? Yeah. <laughs> the fact that Pinky knows too much about that part. <laughs> no, and then uh, he just kind of accepts it too. He's just like, okay, humans. I, I do know, but I shouldn't say it. <laughs> like honestly, one thing that I could have used, like if you want to talk about like little bits that I recognize that were differences from the old show. Not that I I completely get that this has a lot of very respectful callbacks and I don't expect this to be exactly like the old show because there's too much about it. Like, different time, different technology, different pipeline. All of that's true. Uh, I will say that one thing that I was kind of keeping my eye out for is that I kind of wish there were slightly more good night everybody moments. Yeah, I guess they were <sighs> trying to test the waters to see where they, how much they could get away with with the good night everybody's considering they're trying so many other things in terms of like biting satire and right. parody. I, and, and there's there's stuff in there where you want to where you see like they definitely are trying to go for the same vibe but they're also not trying to do a copy paste job um mm-hmm. so, so they're definitely relying on a lot of the other like ongoing jokes like brains pondering and uh and uh at least a couple of the old like there's like never once does Wacko do a gooky, which I'm okay with because I never thought that, that joke was that funny. Um. Um. Let, I'll just think of a couple of the jokes that I loved, and then we'll I guess we can go in order from there because I think we're just we're just gonna ramble on incoherently. Um, Lauren, did you like the did you like the Glendale joke? Because that was the one I cried at. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the the, the <laughs> I was cracking up so much. I, if you're talking about where they're traveling to go get the soda at the mom and pop shop, uh, it's just travel from Burbank to Glendale, and it's just like this long, arduous trek. Uh, for people they, who they get don't, in a plane at one point, like for people who don't live in LA, uh, like me, like the, the joke is they are right next to each other. Okay, but it does seem like there is a certain disconnect, but. <laughs> And on top of that, there is an airport in in Burbank. It's Bob Hope. So it's <laughs> so if anything, it does make sense that they got on a plane, but it is even funnier that yes, the distance is they are right next to each other. Um But yeah, it's uh, I loved actually all the Burbank and Glendale jokes in particular. Just I mean, it seems like tried they try to infuse a lot more LA humor into it because it's uh I think especially because it comes back to where they don't have the supporting characters there that they're able to go back to uh the warners a lot more and being and them being in, at the lot and 
so they're able to focus a lot more on Burbank jokes and Hollywood jokes because that's where they're at. Otherwise, if they if unless unless they otherwise change the time period, like the like the Odyssey or in the French Revolution. So it's like uh, it's it's honestly it was honestly really great though to see all so many more uh, uh, re uh, re uh, references to to the area and um, especially some like really niche ones. Uh, it, you just kind of have to watch them a few times to catch them. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it was just like, aha, uh -huh, I get it, but aha, uh -huh, oh man, COVID, I hate this. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Right, that that future telling joke, right? Where we, <laughs> that one where they guess the future and we're all in bunkers and masks and things are on fire the only thing is i the only thing is i wish we had polar bear overlords god i wish <laughs> it'd be so much easier um and how about that reboot song too i mean that we was i mean they need didn't hold that back on, they didn't hold back at all on that especially the sh the shameless appropriation on old boy oh, oh yeah that my god that was the big thing that i thought was the most deserved slap um, <laughs> yeah uh and, it, and I bet that that's something... I don't even know how old that would have been at the time that they did that. Uh, in general, like, we definitely... like we, You know that, like, every single cartoon reviewer is going to get so much mileage out of that song. Uh, <laughs> we are going to use it so often, and it's so appropriate. And if there's there's absolutely one thing that anyone can say about the reboot is that every single song is amazing. Uh, it is. Is that it's incredible. The only, the only thing that I noted... That I would have liked to would have liked to see in the reboot song is that despite the fact that you know it's all basically just you know the fact that reboots exist, but they take slaps at what I would call good reboots, which are like Queer Eye and Ducktales. Um, mm -hmm. Nothing about Disney live action remakes. Well, they yeah, did the That's So Raven thing, but it wasn't really a take; it was just like a lyric in the song. So yeah, but and, if, and, you're, if you're gonna talk about like soulless regurgitations, that's yes. literally what. The Disney remakes are. Yeah. Um, I think and this is about the and, very and, least and, trying to get away with was their Warner Brothers. Because, I mean, on the lot and how many shows they filmed on the Warner Brothers lot, at least that's as far as I think they were trying to get away with for now. <laughs> right. And and even just the thing where they basically make the, the Justice League zombie. Um, <laughs> it's like, yep, still trying to make that DC universe work. Oh, on top of that, not just in the reboot thing, but throughout the throughout the season, all the Zack Snyder jokes, <laughs> I can't believe they made so many digs on top of, you know, uh, like uh, there's a point where uh, there is a, a Warner Brothers Studio lot tour going on and the tour guide goes, you know, on oh, your left is, this, is a soundstage where they filmed Batman. And everyone's just like, ooh, versus Superman. Oh, <laughs> It's, I mean, I just think it's it's probably just one of Warner Brothers' biggest shame, and they still it's that's literally it's all in like the the Lego the Lego Batman movie. It's like their bi their biggest successes in superhero movies for the past couple of years has been making fun of their failures. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it, at the same time, like I still think like like it's perfectly fine. I don't know if there's any particular reason why they didn't. I'm just saying there's so much disney stuff they could be poking at and they don't and i don't know why because this is the i the one of the things that i remember very prominently about the old show was the was the jab was like the same old heroine song from the from the jokahana segment uh mm -hmm. they they took a lot of shots at disney and one thing that i actually 
because uh, no, Animaniacs' whole thing is, uh, there's a lot of reference humor to, like, classic Hollywood, which, of course, young kids wouldn't get a lot of those, but I remember really appreciating having the couple of segments, if they do say that this is supposedly still technically for kids, to take some shots at things that kids would recognize. Because uh, I remember mm. being very appreciative, not only just recognizing the Okahannas, but the, the, the fact that they destroyed Barney uh, <laughs> in the old show. That was a big thing, especially for growing kids that appreciate that were getting too old for Barney, appreciated a lot. I, I do I do gotta say though uh, it's been really cool to see because uh, I've been seeing clips of it uh, being uploaded uh, onto Twitter at least uh, the progress shots uh, uh, of all the different animators who worked on the anime segment which was obviously oh, yeah. very studio trigger and influenced um, uh, the anime fight in the bunny episode <laughs> oh, so, that is great it's it, admittedly it's one of those segments where where I feel like you could have put that in the middle of like almost any of the segments where they have where there it's the Warners against an enemy, mm-hmm. uh, which I'm okay. Which again, like I'm a, I'm not gonna give it that much flack for just because it's a really cool segment and I'm glad that it's there and it's excellent and it's and even though they like is there's no joke it's pretty much there just to be there and it's like yeah mm-hmm. and it's awesome so shut up. <laughs> like and i actually do think that there's some i do think that there is something of a joke that dot has this really beautiful uh magical girl transformation and then pretty much instantly kind of gets slapped uh, <laughs> because like it would have been even funnier if she had gotten hit during the magical transformation sequence because it was so long but i think they exactly wanted to actually finish it because i mean that would have been even funnier because it would have delivered upon the, the, the criticism that everybody makes about magical girl transformations. I'm like, what? You're gonna wait that thirty seconds while your while your opponent transforms and goes through this whole dramatic sequence? Like, no, you hit them when you're when they're in the middle of transforming. What are you doing? Right, right. But like I'm I appreciate it. I'm good with it there. I don't care if it's pointless. <laughs> I do like that it is a joke with build up and then it builds up to just being slapped down, like you said. <laughs> right. But yeah, the the over-the-top pot. That, that, that's something too anime, like over-the-top posturing, but then a lot of very Dragon Ball Z, but then they do all of this big screaming and power moves, and then they get their butts kicked. Good. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I personally, and, and also just, uh, I know we didn't get as, uh, to a certain degree, a lot of the, like you said, with Yakko not having certain, lines said as much and jokes as much in the original like the recurring jokes like the goodnight everybody's and stuff uh but he does have some really great one-liners uh one of my personal favorites and i've been seeing it circulating as well so apparently it's a it's a it's a popular thing was in the french revolution episode uh uh when (laughs) marie antoinette's like this is why it is is this is why it's so tough to be rich and he's like because your only other nickname is dick (laughs) (laughs) no there's there's some really great jokes there's really great lines i'm not saying that it's like a problem problem that he doesn't have that just that was one of those things that i was if if they're i'm glad they didn't rely on too on too many reoccurring jokes there's just enough to show that they like know what we know what they're doing um Mm -hmm. and they know these characters i actually really liked the uh i mean i don't know how the halloween episode went down of with you guys in some segments but uh there's the whole pennywise crack which i think they could mm-hmm. and granted that that's another thing from the old show is that is yeah is wacko's uh clown phobia was a really hilarious bit of uh 
a really hilarious bit of physical comedy and the fact that they go straight to uh, just acknowledging it and go, oh, but this guy's adorable. And it's like, oh, could have mm-hmm. used some more clown violence. But at the same time, I thought it was really funny that uh, they get into all of their individual fears and he gets to Yakko and Yakko's fear is ha- telling a joke and getting no response. <laughs> I'm like, you sure that's not just Rob Paulson's interfere and they just let that let Yakko have that? Right. Uh, <laughs> right. I also noticed like, and again, this is not a criticism, just something I noticed because like Yakko's doing a lot more yelling in this reboot than he <laughs> ever did in the old one. Again, I feel like this is, I feel like that's Rob Paulson saying I want to do more of that. <laughs> I, I get that. I, I just, I, I thought it was really funny. It's just something I noticed. Like, I don't remember him being quite this loud. <laughs> it seemed like there was also, like you kind of mentioned it earlier, was there, like, they're a little bit more antagonistic. Um, it seems like even with each other, they have a little bit of that rivalry uh, uh, even more than they did in the original show. Like, the points where they... Uh, I think especially in that first episode when uh, when uh, Wackos uses the battering ram on the water tower and then she's like when he's all dazed and confused after they realize they just have to pull the door open rather than push it uh, and, and Yakko just like slaps Wacko to the ground. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it goes by so quickly, so it's like you don't have to dwell on it too long, but it just seems like there isn't more of those episodes and moments where they seem to have more of an actual sibling rivalry and uh th- than they did in the original show i don't know i, I feel I'm, like I'm they, recalling they... the i'm recalling the pun gun now <laughs> um, and things I I, initially gun. i'm not initially i'm not sure like i feel like there there must have been at least a little bit more of that uh in the old show but now that i'm thinking about it yeah i don't think it was so much inter sibling uh violence mm-hmm. It was yeah, more like it was yeah, more is... like them against the other guys, and that's still there. But it, it's interesting mm-hmm. to see them actually take shots at each other. And again, I think especially when you're focused more on them this time around, rather than having all of the different segments taking up time, uh, right. it's almost like because they have to carry. And, and they even joke about it. And one of the episodes, they're like, "We're running out of ideas." And I'm like, I didn't re- like we're carrying so much more of the weight on this show than before because we didn't have all the supporting cast right and again (laughs) i again i like the siblings give me give me as much of that as you possibly can Mm -hmm. so i'm still remembering like yeah they had still bits of that in the old show i remember the cute song where they were like (laughs) dot singing about how cute she is and the other brothers talking about how gross it is how she's singing about being cute and she's like you guys shut up Oh, and then oh, and then also the uh, oh, the Beauty and the Beast segment too. That had a whole thing where they gave each other so much. Uh, they the entire <laughs> joke of that is that they will not stop arguing with each other, and it's and it's interrupting takes. That's true. But yeah, it was uh, I I was gonna say I guess we could technically go back and go into the the songs a bit too, because in a way, when you said the cute segment, I also was thinking of the of this uh the reboot's own cute segment, which was a musical number when. Uh, when Dot becomes like a chibi cute character because she in, in, ingests a freaking chibi cupcake and <laughs> and turns the, everything in the world cute and rainbow colored and and bubbly and adorable and then they everybody just loses their minds because they've been stuck in cute hell for like thirty days. <laughs> it's uh, like God, it's like we're living in Aki Haibara for, for two weeks. <laughs> 
man, like, I would have just kept it. Like, I don't want to lick that pigeon. Like, that was disgusting. Like, I get it, but... And then I was thinking, yeah, it, it, kind of segueing into that is the uh, the gross-out humor. I feel like this time around, yeah, because we're in a different day and age, there is so much more gross-out humor uh, and, and gross physical comedy used in <laughs> in this in this uh, reboot. So it's like, especially like the licking the dirty pigeon, or just like just the a way lot that more Arnold Schwarzenegger like, gross body like anatomy Effie or anything like that. It's whooped. like where they try to mm-hmm. put warts or they put blotches or they focus or they make a boil have a they made a, a zit have a personality and when he cries he oozes like pus uh. out of his eyes and i'm like oh god i mean <laughs> the guy who who helmed this worked on family guy for a long time um uh. there's a piece of me that kind of gets that there's also a thing where like yeah the big thing is that the the human designs in this are very are even more than the original characters the human designs are very different uh than what Mm -hmm. they used to be uh at the same time i kind of appreciate i like i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna appreciate that they go for slightly more of an exaggerated take on kind of everybody including the women the women aren't just all Mm -hmm. copies and pastes of hello nurse so i appreciate that no i love that too no, I definitely love that because, again, character design is all about variety and being able to tell by a silhouette who is who uh, and that they play with that so much more in this. It's it's honestly really great. Uh, no, yeah, there's a there's a there's a lot of directions here that I'm glad that they at least that I'm glad that they did at least some experimentation, even if that not all of that experimentation worked. The important thing is that they did keep a general core of what the Warner siblings and picking and especially picking the brain are. Um, mm-hmm. And they did that in a way like, I'm going to be honest. I honestly expected the backlash to this to be way worse than what it at least right now seems to be. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe it's, maybe it's coming. I don't know. Right now people just seem to be really on board and I'm glad to see that. I think also yeah. too, like they, they diffuse their own backlash, like in the theme song. So. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No, know. I love that about the opening, how they kind of addressed like what was probably going to be their two biggest criticisms, which was getting rid of the cast, making things a little bit more PC and the fact that people are going to talk about, oh, we've done the meta thing. It's, it's like, yeah, we know that you've done the meta thing. And we know that every single cartoon that came after us has also done the meta thing, but we're all. We're about trying to at least keep in touch with our roots, and our roots are as being meta. Yeah, just uh, there is so much that they obviously it's almost like covering tracks that they did in this version. And again, it does come with the experience of you know twenty two years of hearing this kind of stuff over twenty two years if you consider all the people talking during the run of the show, mm-hmm. uh, but especially in the age of uh, internet discourse. Uh, it's 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 really funny to see how they're kind of just covering tracks and covering all the ground that after seeing years and years of it on online, they're like, okay, we're ready, we're ready for whatever whatever comes because we've seen it all by this right. point, right? And and they did this then too. They have that entire segment mm-hmm. with the with the uh, the then neckbeard version of the troll, um. That was doing that. That was doing all of the mm-hmm. nitpicking, and then they had the please, please get a life foundation. Like that was in the nineties. <laughs> that was before yeah. social media. That was like right when the internet was becoming a thing with just chat rooms. And they had that gag in also the Tiny Toons Halloween special where they were all about you know the about not just the nitpickers but the uh, 
the creepy guys that are way too into the female characters. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I do kind of miss Hello Nurse, but I get it, so... <laughs> It's like we'll see if they find they find a uh, a creative way of implementing her in season two. It seemed like they tried I get a to vibe. Like, yeah, the, they they made the jab, uh, in uh, in the uh, Russian episode, which I actually of all of the of all of the segments, I think that one was my least favorite. It just didn't hook me as much, and I think it's yeah. just because I'm so jaded and done with all the Russian Russian jokes. Because yeah, by if, the if, time they were writing all these jokes, it was two years ago. By now, all those jokes are kind of tired out. And I mean, again, you can't fault the writers on that when they were writing these at the time, two years ago. So um, if not a little bit before that. Um, but otherwise, I mean... They were pretty spot on on a lot of the jokes and still very timely with a lot of their humor. Um, like you said, in true fashion, they predicted a lot of stuff. <laughs> right, and, and I don't so, even think uh, that they were trying. They were trying to exaggerate, and they clearly didn't exaggerate enough. Because uh, little did they know. <laughs> the one thing I got is that, again, the, the stuff with Russia, is I was kind of surprised by how hard they hit on that. Um, I mean, granted, that was kind of a big consistent. Yeah, but I mean, again, that was a big thing. The 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 report and that whole thing was a thing that was going on at the time. Um, so that would be fixated. But yeah, also, so... the I think of the con. There's a, also probably a conscious effort that they did hit on it hard because they knew that this would be coming out in 2020 and that 2020 would be the next election. So they figured. Right. So they mm -hmm. probably figured that it was going to still be relevant news to talk about the biggest controversy from the last election. Little did they know <laughs> that we would be dealing I with our like own stuff and that. That, and that and that Russia would not be our top priority in terms of election controversies that we nope. would want to deal with. So that's also why like there's so much election stuff here and there's also like the Olympics, because hey, the Olympics were going to be a thing in 2020. Remember that? <laughs> Rip. I know it's, <laughs> it's really sad. <laughs> yeah, the bunkering down was was definitely right, <laughs> right on the nose. No, Again, just, wish it was I polar just... bears. Wish it was polar bears. I just think of just like them singing about how Trump might not be in office. I'm just like, oh, what a what a peaceful time if we could have gotten out two years earlier, you know. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's just I, no, I was... there's nothing they could have done to predict that. It's like at least if it would have been polar bears, everyone could have agreed that they were things that actually existed. <laughs> I I was gonna say uh, in relevancy to the to the songs that were for the show. Um, I was thinking about uh, how they did the First Ladies one and how I I really hoped for more out of it. I'm glad they did it. Yeah. But I kept hoping for so much more rather than name them off, list them off. And it's like, I know you only have two minutes to do it, but oh, come on. And then we they still didn't get to song. all of them. We had a whole president <laughs> yeah. song. Yeah, I, I, that was pretty funny when they were like, for the one we forgot. <laughs> and they say, just like, I'm like, okay, that was pretty funny. Um <laughs> Because it also it was a callback to the the segment right before that, which was I think it was if I remember the same episode uh, with the zit saying you know I only lasted a week or something and and they say like rest in peace zit I only last a week, <laughs> but it was but yeah uh, 
but it seemed like so many of the other songs really were well done but i think that was one of the letdowns was the first ladies one uh that i hoped for more out of it i don't know maybe they'll have a second go at it because it is in the show's nature to sometimes tread over old Graham, be like you know what we didn't do this right the first time what's if what's what's you know what's not to what's what's wrong about going back to it and trying to do it bigger and better um so i don't know it's it, again meta humor but right we'll we'll see like in general like their their song work is usually some of the best stuff that they've done uh and it still speaking is here of, speaking of that did you guys like all the shade that wacko no yakko got for the the nations of the worlds <laughs> No, no, I appreciate it. No, I, I honestly really got that thing in the Olympic segment where he goes like, you should know something about taking all the credit. And I'm like, that's something that especially hit me because I love the States. I literally memorized Wacko States and Capital song to do my tests. Um, I actually bring a, I brought, I actually brought a VHS into school to share with my classmates. Um, so I oh, always bless. think like everyone gets like really big against the countries of the world song. It's like the states and capital song is cool too. I keep hoping that they'll because with um, when Animaniacs went on tour in concert, uh, I want to say like a couple years ago, a few years ago, it was kind of like an ongoing tour where they had a certain set of dates. Um, but Rob Paulson also obviously was part of that whole troupe because we had they had everybody involved. Um, and he did the updated uh, Nations of the World song, which got shared online as well. He recorded it at, at home or whatever and shared it on on his own social media and stuff like that. Um, I keep hoping that they're, whether it be in season two or whatnot, that they do the updated Nations of the World song and have it animated. because Yeah, oh, yeah be I was nice. kind of expecting them to. Um, yeah. But if that's a plan for They had later. it all written out, so there it is. <laughs> Go get it. It's like that that was like literally one of the easiest things they could have done. It was gift wrapped. Gift wrapped. <laughs> but yeah, I there was a lot that I really like overall enjoyed. I I I, I, I do have to ask though as we kind of go around here, any favorite segments in particular that you had? If it's not one specifically, you can say like there was a few or whatnot, but uh Let me think. Or maybe there was a song that you liked. Uh, I know we talked about moments that we I, enjoyed, but I think maybe I it's still the like I still like the brain, um, you know, backstory thing, and I'm like like low key like hoping that we get some like character arcs because you know zany and fun is nice, but you know it's also nice when we have like build up of actual story like a little bit, and like that's the way you can do it. Um, as far as um, as far as like. I think it was just refreshing for, like I said, for someone to point out all the, the bad stuff that's been happening or has happened in the last four or five years between political nonsense and, um, you know, it was just, like, refreshing. And I'm just like, well, you know, if the cartoon characters are making fun of it, then, you know, it's probably, you know, it's, we probably shouldn't do this, guys. Um, I, yeah, I agree with you, Lauren, that the Russian thing was kind of like, eh, and it was kind of like a little bit stereotypical like mm -hmm. really serious you know, and, and, and then i can't like, help oof. but think about and then i couldn't Small help oof. but think about you know when you compare the show in the 90s versus now and when you do a racial stereotype 
it doesn't go over as well in 2020 as it did in the 90s just Mm -hmm. just saying and so i can't help but think of all of of the russian and the poor russians Russians that are just looking at this like why are we depicted like this still in 2020 look we're not perfect and our government is far from perfect but why are you hitting on why are you hating on us like this (laughs) there's a there always seems to be this thing where like comedians are used to having a used to having a target and then that target ceases to become as like uh as cap I don't know capitalistic as it used mm-hmm. to be um and then I think they just there's a point where especially if you've been in the industry for a really long time and then you get to the whole thing with the Russians and the election and there's literally like this intake of breath with comedians all around the world that goes we get to make fun of Russians again <laughs> it's like let's break out all that cold war stuff and it's like yep that's that right well good job guys <laughs> oh my god the cheese thing that was stupid um <laughs> i get it but it was a little stupid and then the whole like i think the other thing the they they stuck a leroy jenkins meme in there and i'm just like oh, oh come on it, i mean i could let that one slide because i thought it was funny that it, it's like just yeah. two seconds and i'm like <laughs> and then just everyone going wow a leroy jenkins joke in 2020 what a time yeah <laughs> that's always kind of a those kind of like one dimensional reference things are always pretty hit and miss, but that there's something that's kind of actually kind of related when people talked about Sonic flossing uh, in the Sonic yeah. movie. It's like, nope, Sonic was kind of always that hip character that would do like contemporary TikTok stuff. That's kind of the kind of character he is. It actually makes total sense mm-hmm. for him to do that. It makes, and the whole thing about Pinky is that Pinky is obsessed with like contemporary, uh, Exactly. Celebrities way more than Brain is that he's always on the pulse of pop culture more than Brain. So yeah, making a really lame pop culture reference is exactly the kind of thing that Pinky would do. It's very mm. on brand, <laughs> and especially when you think about he spends all his time on social media. He knows how it works. He spends all his time on the internet. He knows. It. That's why I'm like, why do you think he knows what the internet's used for? <laughs> <laughs> so it's like uh, it's it, he's a he's Pinky 2.0 where he's still he's still you know he's still the 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 heartfelt dunce from the 90s but he's got he's got that savviness of you know this is how the, smarts. this is he's this is how the you know this is the internet this is social media this is how it all works this is how people communicate now and uh, that's to what people under he knows what people want and understands what they want and especially when it fulfills an emotional need and mm-hmm. <laughs> versus brain who overthinks everything and is very calculative but um that's why it's like he ends up being a sort a wealth of information without really thinking too hard about it <laughs> to, to brain so that he can adapt uh every plan that he has to the new world that he's in so right um, and so that yeah I, pinky is again it's kind of like a what did when uh, even brain saying pinky you're a genius at the point where he's basically asking questions to the to the brain bot uh to the brain droid or whatnot uh uh you know saying basically asking a question that's like dividing by zero (laughs) right if i eat myself would i be twice the size or would i completely disappear (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh um, my other favorite thing is the um, the the dragon 
bit there was a mm-hmm. joke um okay also point dragon reminded me kind of of discord with like just the <laughs> just the way he was built and then he's even got like the the goatee thing on the bottom of his mouth and thank or, genevieve just, like, for that one <laughs> that was her yeah design. i'm just like huh i wonder i wonder if well if she did that on like on purpose or not but anyway um the other thing where um Pinky was just like, Brain, you don't like the arts. You just say the Renaissance is French for, for bull. And it was obviously <laughs> supposed to be bullshit. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, I miss characters that are aware of, like, how crude the world is. But they just kind of self-censor themselves versus, you know, those just things don't exist. You know, where in reality where I'm just like, you know, like, even though it's a cartoon world, you know, you still got sex because Pinky is cognitive of it i guess or whatever i don't know i don't want to think about it too much but you know (laughs) these proportions just don't work um but yeah i don't know um the only thing i kind of was like kind of about was arnold schwarzenegger guy dude man Mm. like he was annoying um but points for getting the honest trailer dude to to, to voice the unicorn (laughs) that was a thing that happened yeah, I've. Co- I've co- I mean, generally that's the news I mean, of war. I mean, generally those are the kind of sketches that I honestly like better. The ones where they're they're just being wacky kids, going right. after yeah, an asshole. Um. So I. So honestly, seeing that or like slightly less so Odysseus, where it's just we're just being chaotic, chaotic crazy people, um, against douchebags, and it's like, yep, At more least of that. It's justified, you know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, because you're just like, oh, I want this guy to fail because he's annoying and um, he needs to get a life. I was surprised he came back at the the very end, though. Mm. For the like, soda. I, I genuinely don't expect that because usually they don't. Yeah. We run but, it, but it's good to see another another lines. another new and recurring character, uh, just like they would have for Julia, and just like they would have for other characters that they seem to hint at, but. Um, at the very least, if they establish them well enough in these little one-shots, it's like they at least have potential to be brought back. And I have a feeling like they will, if they, because so many people I see are commenting on Benedict and how much they love him, that it's like he's possibly a potential. If, if they see that the fan, you know, the fan response is is good enough, I feel like that they would bring him back. Um, you know, and, and they're paying attention, like, mm-hmm. you know... You know, I mean, like, obviously they are. Like, the whole thing about, like, the chicken, the chicken, like, oh, you're the least popular character on the fan <laughs> Wikipedia. And I'm just like, oh, too close, too close. Poor Chicken Boo. I actually liked him, mostly because it was just hilarious that usually he would be in a very plain, like, flat-out disguise. Like, it, the best disguise he's ever worn, where you never would figure it was him, was the disguise in the reboot where he was disguised as the hunter and you never would have thought it was him. Right. Uh, but his reveal is hilariously grotesque. <laughs> Just... no, that's actually one thing that... So, no, I, I like that turnaround. Um, and again, another another ex- spontaneous Yako scream where he talks about bottoms of everyone's fan list um, <laughs> as a way to get like under a skin. At the same time, it's just weird that for the entire joke was that he was a chicken and he obviously looked like a chicken that all of a sudden now he knows how to wear an actual man suit. Exactly. Under his skin, you get it? Ah, uh, sorry. I thought you did that on purpose. I didn't, but that's actually, <laughs> but that's actually great. 
Um, I'm also amused at the part where it shows all the characters are still alive. The ones that were supposedly mounted on the walls and all oh, you yeah, can thank think God, of, right? were they just sitting there f- and they just had to be like forced to be frozen with their heads sticking through a hole in the wall with a mount around their neck? Well, they're cartoons. They're, cartoons are used to being, you know, basically incinerated and they're going to be fine. <laughs> so it's just a cartoon thing. It's like, ah, you forgot to apply the dip. Now they're still alive. <laughs> But I um, thought that was pretty funny. I'm trying to think, and 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 um, props for trying to to get the animation style to work because it looks like I mean it looks like that was I mean correct me if I'm wrong, Lauren, but that was in Toon Boom, right? Like the show was animated in Toon Boom. I believe, so. yeah, it, I, I'm pretty sure. It seems like because nowadays it seems more studios are trying to ad- adopt uh, Toon Boom as the new standard, which I knew it was going to eventually. It was just a matter of making sure it was affordable and that more people. Right to have it and if they had to freelance out uh animation which uh, as far as i can tell they did have to for this for Mm -hmm. this reboot um based off of all the animators i was seeing working on it like they definitely had to have worked on it from home you know kind of thing so they had to have access to that kind of stuff and now i guess it's more accessible to have toon boom uh but um which is why we're gonna get a minor a minor animated renaissance out of this out of this whole covid thing Oh, absolutely. We've already been in the swing of it, and it's only just going to keep going from here, uh, which is it, it's really cool. It's a, it's an exciting time, honestly, to, to see what's coming out uh, right. in this age of where you don't have to to you don't have to, to be in a studio. You can be doing it from home while still being signed on by a studio. Um, right, and you're not an you're not actually you hard enough. Right, and you're not <laughs> acting like with other actors on a set. I actually noticed that there was the when um what is it one day at a time got uh picked up again by a different uh website that was not netflix um and there was they had an episode that they and i think because of covid they had an episode that they had just animated Mm. um that essentially took like a bottle episode script and just animated the characters in weird ways it did seem a little bit like a rush job but that's just what they decided it's just what they decided to do. Um, and they were also self-aware about it. It's like, nope, we did this because diseases. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel. But, you know, um, Toon Boom, like, the thing the thing I wanted to give credit for, too, is, like, Toon Boom works really well when it's just, like, you know, puppet-based kind of things. When it's just, you know, you're just moving the characters. It's very, like, you know, systematic as far as not too many extreme expressions. It's just a matter of putting the right expression in the right frame. But, like, you know, they had to have, like, I imagine they had to have such, like, a crap ton of keyframes to, like, make this work to look like it's um, frame by frame. So, you know, good good job, guys. You did it. You know, it just probably took forever, but you did it. So, <sighs> which I imagine, like, may, like, you know, at least maybe, like, significantly complicated the production process for this versus just doing it like if they just did it as a regular puppet based show but you know um do you guys i think we're we're getting to the end so do you guys have any closing thoughts about anything um that that we haven't discussed yet um i think it's just i guess closing thoughts would be just overall i'm very hopeful for the show going forward because um, this was a really strong start. I mean, the nitpicks that I have are exactly that nitpicks, um, right. and not every and just like any joke, 
that you could put in there. It's it's throwing spaghetti against the wall and seeing what's going to stick. Uh, right. And especially when they're the uh, in this new age of, of Animaniacs where they came from, you know, they're all about satire and parody and doing it and not and, you know, pulling pulling off all these jokes that you couldn't believe would they would try to pull off in a kids show when it's actually what loops it into being a family show because uh, you know the adults are going to be watching this um but now we can say hell so <laughs> and um uh it, just in general i'm 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 very happy that they had a really strong start given they could you know what they were working with uh going into this reboot um that I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what else they come up with, uh, and where they improve upon what they already laid out, uh, and yeah, I mean, I was, I, I, it seems, it feels very true to its roots, and it just, yeah, it felt like for, I think for a lot of people, it felt like, you know, uh, while the times have changed and the satire and parody have changed, they themselves, the, the Animaniacs themselves, uh, didn't really have to feel like a you know it, that they changed all that much in terms of personality in terms of like the the way they carry themselves uh it still felt true to what an, they were we didn't need an animaniacs version of lunatics yeah. <laughs> yeah, which they which they took jabs at which I'm was so great happy about that. in the in in, like... in the cartoons right to vote song um <laughs> uh just really funny seeing that lunatic Scotty shout out at that moment. And it's funny because I do remember watching that show as a kid. And yes, I did think it was kind of a weird premise, but not the worst thing I could have watched, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and the in the reboots, they did a joke about that too, where the, um, the reboot song where they, the, the Looney Tunes are zombies. So like zombie franchise, you get it? Mm. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I... I in the end, I'm I'm just I'm like I'm very happy with what they had so far, and I look forward to what they what else they do and what else they have to say as the times continue to change. And I know it takes time to write the jokes and then animate after that. So yeah, I know time will pass, but it'll be interesting to see what happens as we go forward in general in the world and seeing what they have to say about it. Mm-hmm. Um. So what do you any any closing thoughts on your end? Um, I think I got most of my main things good. Um, I had if if people, granted, if somebody told me that they had issues with this reboot, I would kind of get where they were coming from. Um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like I think it looks great. I laughed, um, mm-hmm. which was the main thing that I was going for, and they seemed to at least tangentially know what they were doing. Um, right. It's it'll it's like bits and pieces aside. Um, no, I enjoyed it, and if a, if a season two is already guaranteed, I'll be interested to see what that looks like and what they'll do now that they don't have to focus on the election so much. <laughs> oh God! Um, if only we're we're almost there. We're almost there. Um, just chugging along. Um, but yeah, I think you know we needed animaniacs like, and we kind of always did in a way because of just how like reaffirming they are. Just of you know, just about like our society in general not only just the political stuff but um you know and someone can kind of like call out and just make fun of just the, the zany stuff especially when you are a kid and you're just like uh i hate this like i need someone to comment on this thing that is stupid in the life and you know that we're we're just all not 
totally crazy as far as just noticing all these different trends and like what's working what's not working but uh yeah i guess to end or like pseudo to end so if you haven't seen it um i probably came in as far as on the on the on this episode with the least amount of animaniacs knowledge but that's still like a good chunk because i'm me and like i just absorb everything so and i still enjoyed it so i think if you're new to the franchise you'll still be good um, and if you're old to the franchise, there's like nitpicks that are different as far as just the, the, the nature of the Warners and, um, you know, some, some, di a little bit of different nuances for picking the brain, but you know, that's just really it. Like, I hope, I hope your, your viewing experience doesn't, isn't saddened by the fact that Pinky is aware of porn now. I'm sorry, but you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like, oh, there was another thing I wanted to mention, um because I saw it in my feed. I think, Sal, you were the one who who brought it up in the Twitter as far as what the original creator wasn't involved with this for some reason, and they kind of, like, faked him out. Um, yeah, like, there's there was an interview with him in, uh, in Rolling Stones um, where he d basically didn't know that a reboot was done until, like, Maurice LaMarche, like, brought it up to him, like, casually. Um, uh-huh. And it, he just, he literally just didn't know. And then when he asked to be involved, uh, they basically brushed him off. Um, there's some, there's, there's, when these kind of things, there's always stuff, people in the comments says, oh, I heard a source that, you know, he was the one being difficult. Or I heard from a, I heard from a source or WB said, no, there was more to it than that. It's like, I'm sure that both of them are telling the version of the story that makes them the most sympathetic. Mm -hmm. Um, and that there might be more to the story than that. I would like to say that whatever the issue is, I would still like to see him uh, if yeah. come back. Because it does seem a little weird that the creator was not even, the creator wasn't even mentioned. And it feels weird to have this new guy just come in and go basically hijack your creation without telling you. Mm -hmm. um, right. It just feels a little off. I'm not saying that I still didn't enjoy it, but that definitely just seems like bad form. Again, right. I'm not again, I'm not there. I don't know how it went down. I would like to see it. Like in the interview he said that to him especially like the entire thing about the term animaniacs was that he he wouldn't have approved of getting rid of the whole cast because to him the entire cast was what animaniacs was. And again, as I said, I actually don't mind at all that they took away a lot of the cast because I didn't care for them. So I don't know how that would have impacted the show. Um right. for me, but at the at the same time like just in terms of you know what it what this seems like the thing that they should have done or at least put some more effort into again speculation we'll see what happens with season two mm -hmm. right yeah i just um so his name i googled his name um his name is um tom ruger so anyway um so and just just a heads up for people who are not aware steven spielberg did not create the show he just exactly no. produced it which means he hires all the people that to put the he 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 puts the ingredients into the pot, but he doesn't. He didn't like come up with the ingredients. Essentially, um, right. Exactly. He selects but, the he's the he selects the cooks, but he does not cook really. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So he's like the the head chef, I guess, or something like that. But um, without cooking, uh, this is a bad analogy. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, my my vibe is from reading the story that there's something else going on behind the scenes. Um, you know, like Cell said, he might have wanted too much creative control and. You know, like, my first thought was maybe they just wanted new blood because this was just something that is 
you know, Animaniacs in general is very dependent on, you know, what's going on in the real world, obviously, as we previously discussed. Mm-hmm. But I imagine they could just throw him a bone and, like, have him help help have him help out with something because he is the creator of the thing that everyone's just excited to work on except for him. Yeah, so given, unless there's he should at least have some input. It is his creation. And I do agree with yeah. when I saw word of that, I was kinda of, I was thrown off. I tried to not let that sour my my viewing of the new Animaniacs, but yeah, trust me, it's it's still definitely been hanging in my mind, especially when we don't have all the details or the facts on what right. is going on with that. Um, but yeah, it, that would just that would just absolutely suck. I mean, in general, just to be a creator, not have anything to do with it being brought back. It's just that as much as yeah as well as well as like just how much they're pushing this everywhere you know Mm -hmm. like I know everyone's excited about this but Hulu um which I'm not sure the legalities I know Hulu is a sub company of Disney but obviously Disney doesn't own Animaniacs there probably is just some you know they they own the rights to stream it or something like that I don't know but anyway um go ahead Excel what do you know no it's just you know like we know that whatever happened with the creator i mean obviously the cast is still more than enthusiastic about right the reboot like they're having a good time they're they're having a great time with it they they apparently they they believe that the new staff is like respectful and listening to them and of course Mm -hmm. they're in big favor of all those artists sharing the the sketches Mm -hmm. Um, right those all of those are all of those things are good things but like you can be a decent production and also have made a boo-boo that's the, both of those things can be true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's fair to say. And like I said, I said this on my backup Twitter. So, but um, anyway, like I feel like Steven Spielberg is like the the nice Hollywood guy TM. Like he's known to be incredibly nice. So I imagine yeah. this is something that he wasn't aware of, and he's just like, oh well, maybe like maybe there might be some creative differences but there's probably some way we can work this out i feel like at the end of the day especially like if i mean the guy it just sounds like he wants a piece of the pie not like not monetarily wise but creatively wise and just wants to be involved and i just like oh god if i was in that position i would just like wanna die but you know and we mentioned about how all the original voice actors are back but i imagine too they're like in a weird position where if they decline where everyone else is in it because they're going off to the creator it's going to make them look bad too so they're in this weird political like wheel of wheelness i guess so they can't exactly just bow out to because they're disappointed in this unless it's all it's like a whole strike thing going on anyway it's, it's it's always just the thing in that industry. Everybody's always torn up between work and franchises and uh Right. And I mean we know that like Ryan Reynolds didn't want to, but he played Deadpool in that stupid Origins movie because if he didn't, they'd get someone else. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So um I think I think the most thing the most we can do now is just be vocal about it if that's something that's bothering you, which um hopefully it should bother you. Um and you know and again, Hopefully, reiterating that we don't we don't know what happened, but mm-hmm. would just like it if everybody was copacetic. Everyone just it. liked each other, you know. And there was some kind of compromise going on, um, mm-hmm. ideally from what from what's been described. So you you can look up the story yourself if you're curious, but um, I imagine hopically if they get renewed again after pro season two, they'll find a way to keep this guy involved at least 
in some way like Mm -hmm. just 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 do a just be a mensch you know just do a good good solid for him um and you know hopefully we'll we'll see what happens i guess yeah or any of the other original writers you know right Mm -hmm. But um, I guess we'll wrap, I guess, because yeah. we've, we've, we've talked about this a lot, you know. Um, so, uh, Cell, do you want to plug anything? You just want to be like, hey, I exist. So. Yep, nope, yep, I exist. I have a channel. You can click <laughs> on the channel and see if there's anything that you are interested in clicking on. Yep, clicking find things Cell Specs on YouTube, uh, you, you frequent Twitter, anything like that, any of the social medias that people want to follow you on. Like, again whatever they want to click on the things mostly mostly click on the links so mostly youtube and twitter okay yeah yeah so thanks again sell for coming and 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 chilling with us i always Mm -hmm. enjoy having you like doing things with you generally you're you're pretty chill which is which is nice and refreshing compared Mm -hmm. to some prony people but um anyway (laughs) and it's glad to have you back in the middle of uh covid times and when we had you just before all of that went down so it's good to have you back because i know good good to know that we're all okay relatively (laughs) um i hope that everybody's okay for their holidays yeah um everybody stay healthy and for the love of god if you can help it stay inside (laughs) wear a mask wash your hands wear a mask wash your hands reach out to people to keep your sanity we understand what you got to do to get by just as much as you can do that is not going outside and you know like hopefully ethical too like please don't rob a bank because you're sad that covid is happening like ideally um i know i i want to murder people too but you know like we got to draw the lines <laughs> anyway like, I'm that being... will not help us <laughs> <laughs> anyways we're just being stupid anyway so if you're new to me because i imagine a lot of you will con- will be like oh cell did a thing hey kp exists so um mm-hmm. i'm a youtuber um i'm i love kim possible a lot please watch the main content it's kind of hit or miss analytically so and make sure you're watching the new videos too um uh, we have this nice playlist um that is non-pony so if you're just like oh kp pony then um i think we have like probably 15 videos on that by now and we'll you know that's the main focus right now so we'll keep on making more tell your friends tell your mom tell your mom's friends you know <laughs> Whatever. Um, and then this is Animation Communication. Uh, we're on all the social media. Well, no. We're on all the podcasty things. So SoundCloud, YouTube. Um, most people listen to us on YouTube. If, you know, listen, watch, whatever. We got a, we got a cool animation loop. And then if you're like, whatever, then it, it's more convenient to do iTunes or something. You can do that too. iTunes, mm-hmm. Spotify, all the things. And then uh, you can follow me at KP... Uh, Wait, I'm tired. I love KP on Twitter. If you care about that, you can click on things. But yeah, mostly spread the word about um, main content because, you know, ideally it would be nice for people to care about the main content every once in a while. You know, it's fine. And then in the um, meantime, I mostly frequent uh, I mostly frequent Twitter because I just yeah. I, I'd rather not be involved with both. even if I just do passing glances at other social media things. I literally pretty much just hang out on Twitter. So if you're looking, she for draws me horse and, art here, that we talk about. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's so just find me at the Abbey Roadie. And no, that that art was just cuddly stuff. And this is addressing a, a drawing that I drew earlier and posted earlier. And it's just cute horse stuff being cute and cuddly and 
uh, and uh, KP misread it as something else. And I'm like, no, that's not even how it works. <laughs> and then we got a discussion about like how do you know how horses do things and then people are just like don't you know how horses do things and I'm just like apparently not like why is this just like a generally common like like thing that people long story short we learned that kp didn't know how horses do things when the majority of people did <laughs> i mean you know i just like it's like it's like animals right it's like similar but you know i don't know like you can get into like if they're analytical if they're not if they're anatomically like you, you know need to, you like need to hum- watch human. more an- watch more animal planet more nat geo more discovery <laughs> gotta 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 get my edification on about horrible ho- about horse mating habits you know take take a note from <laughs> pinky i guess anyway um thanks for watching um if no. you're new to the pod Cell <laughs> is just like what's going on no i remember that part <laughs> <laughs> anyway so um if you're new to the podcast we i think this is like episode 30 like mid mid to late 30s so we have tons of archived stuff so if you're new go binge what else are you gonna do like and if you're not new go binge anyway it's it's fun you know you, there's probably one that you haven't like heard all of before you know whatever. yeah I mean, we got lots of we got lots of cool guests and cell specs is one of the many good ones that we've had and i mean who am i kidding we we, we love having every every one of our guests here but uh it's always good to have like recurring guests so i'm very glad we were able to have cell back today hey. all right yeah you guys can feel free to invite me when you have time <laughs> uh, it's 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 Mar- covid of course we got time <laughs> we have not literally nothing but time <laughs> we're stuck in the bunker with the polar bears remember yeah um, exactly i think that's just that's what, what we referred to this situation just now. Now. we were just <laughs> just imagine now that you're hiding from the polar bears and see if that makes it cool like i'm surprised that all of like the zombie preparedness people didn't kind of like freak out it's like a trial run <laughs> finally my time is t- my my time has come you know like ah, oh, but no, but the unfortunately big thing about the zombie apocalypse is that we get to invade other people's houses. That's exactly what we can't do. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, um, so thanks for listening. Um, does someone want to do a good night, everyone? Mwah. Good night, everybody. There you Mwah. go. Good night, okay. everybody. <laughs> uh, they did it, so it's fine. Um, so thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week, unless you're you're new, and then you can watch more things immediately. But until then, bye, everyone. Tune in next time. Huh? Huh? Oh, Lauren, go, go away. <laughs> <laughs> Night, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Animation Communication on YouTube, Spotify, or your favorite podcast provider. We are really hoping this show makes a difference in how people view animation and media, as well as giving and providing advice for people all over the world who like or want to join the animation or media industry. If you liked what you heard, please remember to subscribe and rate those five stars, as well as tell your friends. Don't forget to subscribe to our main YouTube channel, I Love Kim Possible A Lot, and turn those notifications on. My name is Scribbler, and you have been listening to Animation Communication.